episode five, Doctor Law Podcast. Thomas Gray with you. Corey Smith joining me on the other end. Corey, we tried to get this in Thursday before the first opening round of the Travelers, uh, but things got in the way. Um, it, it sucks, but you know what? That's all, that's on us for not getting it done for the people. But uh, glad we were able to knock one out this week to give people something to listen to. Well, you know, life happens, and unfortunately, this is not our day job. Uh, but Tom, I got to tell you. If we keep picking golf the way we have been, this might be our job in a couple months, buddy. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, for those of you who've been tuned in, uh, we had a near miss with a still a gigantic week um, at the Colonial, uh, just missing on Colin Morikawa and Xander Shopley, uh, picking up big points with those and Justin Rose finishing in the top five. And then this week we nailed Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got him early in the week at 33 to one, still nailed him top five, 10, 20 top American, huge week for Doc and the law, which begs the question, is this a golf podcast? It's, it's, it's trending that way quickly. Extremely. <laughs> like, like it got, it got hot quick, extremely hot. I mean, the real truth is, is does anybody care if we even discuss college football, no. if we're giving out golf heaters every single week? No, they don't, they don't care because in the end, everybody just wants to make some money. That's all that matters. Hey, because as Brent Musburger says, cash and tickets is what it's all about, baby. Yeah. Speaking doesn't matter of, if they're golf. doesn't matter if they're football. Yeah. Speak, speaking of hot, let me tell you real quick why my world's going to crap. There's a few good things going on in the law's world. Uh, my son uh, is measuring – he's four months old yesterday. He is measuring at the size of a nine-month-old, so that's trending upwards. Uh, the doctor said uh, he may end up being 6'8", so – uh, that's a plus. Uh, next week's my favorite holiday, 4th of July. Uh, so that's a plus. But other than that, man, um, I got absolutely smoked yesterday on the pitch. Absolutely killed. I got killed last weekend. So, uh, that's kind of why things are trending downward for the law. But for the doc, uh, do we even speak of this hot streak you got going on? So, you know, it raises a really good question, which is, you know, every year I kind of tend to trend like the weather. Uh, as it gets hot, the dock usually heats up. As it cools off, I cool off much cooler than the weather. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if anybody uh, who's listening was trailing along with me last year, but uh, on Action Network, from uh, June 30th, I think, to October 30th, I was up 120 units on Action Network. From October 30th to December 30th, I lost 100 units on Action Network. <laughs> uh, so you know this is this is my this is my usual time of the year when I'm doing well. The question is: uh, A, am I peaking too soon in case college football actually happens? And B, do we even talk about it, or is this kind of like a perfect game in baseball? I think we we have to because after what you did last weekend was uh, the past two weekends. But I'm sitting here on Saturday and. You've got – and, hey, you spray and pray with everything. So, you've got tons and tons and tons of plays on the golf course, uh, NASCAR, uh, tons of stuff at, at Belmont, which we'll dive into in a little bit. Um, and they all hit, it seemed like. And I'm just watching leaderboards, and I'm watching uh, a little bit of the race, and it ended on Monday. Um, and you're nailing everything. And I'm like – I mean, we have to talk about it, right? There's no way we just can't. I mean, it's, and because, like you said – who knows what's going to happen with football season? So why not just uh, enjoy it while it lasts? 
Well, it, yeah, I think that should be every. Uh, I think that should be every gambler's motto: is enjoy it while it lasts. Because anybody who's hit a heater yep, knows always, that the always uh, ends. Knows that the the cold front's coming, and so I'm just bracing for it. It kind of almost takes the fun out of the hot streak. But yeah, I mean, uh, had multiple people finish in the top twenty, and then obviously hit Webb Simpson last week. Uh, hit Ryan Blaney, and we'll talk about it a little later. But what is Got to be one of the most exciting finishes in the history of a NASCAR race. Obviously, a lot more going on at Talladega besides the finish. And then also the Belmont. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody read my my race prediction, but I pretty much nailed it. Nailed uh, it from the from the gate to the to the wire, um, which is a rare occurrence these days on the ponies for the dock. But yeah, like you said, I, I think that uh, I think you just enjoy the hot streak while it lasts and. Anybody who's tailing, uh, let's just brace ourselves because, you know, the cold front's coming. But we'll enjoy it while it lasts and hopefully stack some units and then disperse them accordingly. Yes. Uh, speaking of an opposite of cold, because it's probably going to – it'll be here soon, uh, and just brace for it. Uh, we're going to get hot again and continuing week number three with our segment, What the Hell is Going On? What the uh, hell's going on out here? Corey, the – a uh, report came out yesterday on Zion Williamson's Instagram story in regards to a uh, player, former player at Sanford, our alma mater, uh, making some statements regarding the coaching staff and uh, how he was treated during his time at Sanford. Um, and we can, if you want to dive into that, people go for it. Uh, we're not going to get to the post. Uh, but one of the posts did say this. Um, we were frequent, frequent members, or frequent flyers in the uh, cafeteria on Sanford's campus. And one of the posts said that, um, what was it? There's only, there were only a few food options. Said there was only, there was only a few food options and the only meat to ever eat was pork. That's, that's, that's a lie. Are you kidding me? Pork? That's- uh, so here, here's the thing is, you know, like we have said over the last few weeks, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of stuff that neither you or I based on our backgrounds are, uh, kind of licensed to comment on and we don't really have the room but the one thing that I feel very safe commenting on <laughs> is the Samford University cafeteria yes and let me tell let me tell you whoever you are out there I can't even remember the kid's name but wherever he is if he wants to come on the podcast and have a debate about the contents of the Samford cafeteria prepare to get your ass whipped like Joe Biden's going to get his ass whipped in these <laughs> debates coming up because let me tell you, if anybody knows what is was served in the Sanford cafeteria from 2006 until 2018, it would be me and you. And let me tell you, there's a hell of a lot more going on in there than pork. There's fried chicken every day. We're not going to get into the the, the, the menu. Ram, 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 <laughs> we're not going to get into the ramifications of whether there was fried chicken or not. But there's grilled chicken every day. I know for a damn fact that you can ask them to cook whatever you want. There's always fish. I mean, it is one of the more phenomenal cafeterias I've ever been to in my life. I took it for granted when I was there. Not to mention, don't bitch. Just fill up your chocolate milk jug and go to Burger King. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or get a, get a pizza, too, because there's always cold pizza over there. There's always pizza. There's always pizza. Not to mention, you're an athlete, dude. They will make you whatever you want. I literally walked up there one time and was like, I want a steak. And they cooked me a damn steak. I mean – it is unbelievable, dude. Like, who is this guy getting off talking about they only have pork? That's uh, – it's. I don't know what cap- – and, again, we have – we were there several years ago, and I 
don't think the cafeteria has changed that much, uh, but I'm pretty uh, – I'm about 99.9% sure that they have grilled chicken or they have pizza or they have something every day, and they will, they will accommodate for your needs uh, no matter what. So that's, that's the segment, what the hell is going on. I, and it seems like every week before we do that segment, uh, I'm sitting here going, we don't have anything to, for that segment, and sure as a world, the next morning something pops up and it's just <laughs> – and we can just well, add on the, to the segment every time. The truth is, uh, it, there. You know, if we're saying what the hell's going on, well, there's a lot going on. Uh, but let me tell you where a place that's got it going on, and that is one of our favorite spots, Dairy Queen. Tom, we have said it once. We'll say it every week. They are our presenting sponsor, and we are proud to have them on board. Dairy Queen since 1940, grilling it and chilling it, sir time be sure to check them out the flamethrower burger i know it's hot out there but that flamethrower burger with that spicy sauce and those jalapenos and the pepper jack cheese absolutely delectable and then don't forget tom if they don't turn the blizzard upside down it's free baby it's free baby it's free it's free 99 so that brings us to our uh favorite segment of the week which is brought to you by dairy queen grill or chill tom the first one i'm going to throw out to you is and this is a real concern that i voiced this week are you grilling or chilling that any professional or college sports league is going to have a complete season this year? And the reason I bring that up is Major League Baseball, we'll get into this a little later, Major League Baseball, they finally come to an agreement. Everybody starts testing. Within 12 hours, 16 people in the Phillies organization test positive. There's already been 16 NBA players that tested positive. There's all these NBA players, Avery Bradley, this dude from the – Sixers, who's about to secure the bag big time. All these guys are saying they're not going to come play because they don't want to get the virus or they don't want to get hurt or whatever. And I feel like we're just one LeBron James testing positive or one, you know, Tom Brady testing positive from a sports league just getting completely shut down. So are you grilling or chilling that anybody's going to be able to finish this year? Grilling it. Uh, you, well, and again, we, we got some to dive into, which shockingly at this week we looked at it like, ah, oh, this is a slow week. Uh, look at soccer in, over in Europe. In Premier League, there, it looks like, I mean, the championship has been decided. Liverpool won it, but looks like they're going to finish. Bundesliga looks like they're going to finish. What, what's so difficult for us to f- get it finished over here? If, and they seem like they have a good model over there. Wh- why can't we finish our professional sports league over here? I just uh, – I think it's a lot of panic, and I think it's a lot more people realizing. Um, and, and the PGA commissioner said it great yesterday, and we'll dive into that when we talk about golf. Uh, he said something. We're going to have to learn to function with this virus because they had a bunch of people test po- – bunch of players test positive and caddies as well test positive for the, for the coronavirus, and so they had to withdraw. But he, they kept the travelers going this weekend. And I think it's just going to come down to these commissioners saying, look, people are going to get it. We're going to make sure those people are uh, get well, and we're going to continue trucking on. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I heard on another radio show this week, they said, uh, you know, some health expert from the NFL said, you know, step number one is determine the acceptable risk. And then that obviously launches into, well, the acceptable risk is zero because if one person gets sick and dies from this, then it was not worth it. Well, let me tell you something. There's some personal responsibility involved with this too, man. If you're a PGA golfer and you have type 1 diabetes or you have a breathing condition or you're asthmatic or if you're an NBA player and you had, you know, if you're James Conner and you had cancer and you underwent chemo within the last couple of years and you're immunosuppressed, maybe you don't need to go. 
Well, guess yeah. what? It's the United States of America, dude, and the guy has a right to go make a living. And if he wants to go play, he can. Mm-hmm. Acceptable risk is relative, right? We're talking yeah. about the most we're talking about the most in shape individuals in the world within one yeah. percent, right? The top one percent of the most in shape people in the world. These are the least likely people to get sick from the coronavirus. Yeah. So then, okay, I'm an athletic trainer and I'm 70. I'm going to get sick from the coronavirus. Well, then the acceptable risk is not worth it for you. So then he should get paid to stay his ass at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, acceptable risk doesn't mean people are going to die. It's just one of these things of like acceptable risk may mean, hey, some people may get it and have to go home for two weeks. Yeah. I think that's acceptable. But yeah. I mean, again, it's all just a mass hysteria and nobody wants to have any kind of perspective on this thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll just say that I think then I sound like we're both going to grill it. So whatever. Um, next quote I got for you. Uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's serious, and it's kind of more would you rather. Um, Griller Chill uh, taking a slap shot from Shea Weber, who is a hockey player for those people listening. He used to play for the Preds, now he plays for the Canadians. Uh, and he, I think he's got 100 and – last time he clocked in a 108-mile-per-hour slap shot, uh, which, folks, that I've been hit with those one of those rubber pucks before. It does not feel good. So would you rather take a slap shot from Shea Weber – Grill or grill or chill. Grill taking a slap shot from Shea Weber before spending a full day on social media. Oh, I, I would ha- I would take multiple slap shots. I would take a slap <laughs> shot per hour. I mean, you know, like so. Here here's how I use social media, and my wife makes fun of me because I'm the guy who sends the funny Instagram videos to everybody and anybody who's listening who who is friends with me knows that. So uh, I use Instagram for and and Twitter for a couple things. I use it for humor. I use it for news on Twitter. I use it for golf tips and I use it for gambling info. And that's pretty much it. I don't get into, I don't click news links. I don't get on message boards. I don't get in comment sections. It is an absolute battlefield out there. And I'll tell you, I think that this is a, a, a separate discussion for a separate podcast. Who's a lot smarter than us, but I mean, the truth is, there's something to be said for what the comment sections of all have done to our country. Yeah. As far as it's an it's an area for people to just go get pissed off mm-hmm. and then put a face on a, a avatar and create that person and then go get pissed off at that person. And nobody's yeah. ever going to say this stuff to anybody's face. But uh, to answer your question, I'm grilling, taking a slap shot, and I'm grilling that multiple times per day. I'll, I'll grill it with you. I mean, that's it's 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 terrible because it's kind of the point. Like, I won't even look at it. It's gotten so bad. It's, no, it's, and, it's and they want you to – it's almost brainwashed. And the same with the news on television. So, um, I know that's a little steering away from sports. But I think there's still some sports implications to it because you're looking at it and it's it's doom and gloom every time you jump on social media about sports didn't happen and football's not happening. They're, everybody's testing, yada, yada, yada. And so, it's like, man, and the hell with this. It's just like you want to have a little bit of hope in something because we mentioned an article maybe it was uh, just me and you through text. But there's an article that came out about – Americans being unhappy, and it's based solely, I'm sure, on the fact that social media is just, it's based on fear, and it's trying to scare people with this virus and scare people with this injustice stuff, and so it's it's just got people really feeling bad about themselves, so yeah, I've tried to tune it out, uh, it's just, and I'd rather stand there and try to block a Shea Weber slap shot, especially on a, a five-on-three power play, which you know he's cracking it from the, from oh, the oh, he is absolutely letting that rip. Well, I mean... <laughs> The, the, the point I would make is this, and again, this is beyond the, you know, to use a medical term, this is beyond the scope of our podcast. <laughs> but I think the, the point I would make is you got to figure out things you can control. 
and you got to figure out things you can't control and things you can control are how you treat people and on and on and you know etc things you cannot control is everything else yep and so the fact is it, social media just lets everybody get worked up about all these things they can't control and i understand why they're pissed because it's pointless but yep. again i think that uh, a shea weber slap shot sounds delightful compared to spending an entire day in a twitter comment section so uh i got another grill and chill for you tom this is a surprise one i'm gonna throw at you oh man so uh the the, the people should know that the law has made uh a quite the body transformation over the past couple years and he's slimmed up he's looking good but he's still got the muscles on him and so the question i have for you is are you grilling or chilling that if you got in the gym with bryson dechambeau do you think at this point that you could bench press more than bryson dechambeau Ooh, man, the dude a, the dude is yo, yoked yo, <laughs> I wanted to go with, are you grilling or chilling that he's doing this legally? But I don't even want to go there because I feel like that's a classic Twitter comment section discussion. Yeah, it is. Uh, but but I, are you grilling or chilling that you could bench press more than Bryson at this point? Whew. Um, after seeing some of the you don't videos. Have to say any, you don't have to say any numbers for the people, but just um, grilling or chilling it. I'm grilling because I like to <laughs> – I'm grilling it because uh, I like to be confident in myself and my abilities. And, and like you said, I have worked my ass off and my nutrition game strong. Um, but it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a, hell of a hell of a bench press competition, which I think we'd have a, quite a few people, just probably, probably a bunch of bros just around at the gym just staring at us. <laughs> no no, no that big that would be That would be incredible. Yes. Uh, so I'm grilling that, you know. Uh, thanks for the surprise okay. one. Thanks for the surprise. So listen, if anybody out there is listening to this and you have personal ties to Bryson DeChambeau, just throw it out there that the doc is willing to put, uh, I'm going to put $5,000 down that the law can bench press more than Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> and $5,000 is, uh, if, if my wife ever hears this, I'm going to be castrated. Yep. But, uh, cause we don't have that kind of money, but Bryson DeChambeau, that's, that's, that's really nothing to him. So if he's listening Bryson, uh, put your very small amount of money for you where your mouth is and come down here and out bench press the law. It's got to be in Alabama. It's got to be in his gym in Helena. It's got to be home court advantage to the law. I want to see the bench press competition. I'm taking the law. All electric. Day. We could get is at the rate we're going because ESPN, ESPN's showing nothing. That I saw some bench press competition the other day. We could definitely get ESPN down here because they're just they're yeah. showing cornhole. They're showing anything. <laughs> ESPN's Instagram has been putting videos of slap competitions from Russia on their Instagram page. I'm pretty sure a bench off between a police officer and Bryson DeChambeau would be prime time. Damn prime com time. Like uh, we have, you know, content right now. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm here for it. Anything, anything to get our followers. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll hit you. Somebody, somebody to go viral that a uh, small time gambling podcast has challenged Bryson DeChambeau to a bench press competition. If we can get that on Twitter, <laughs> we will go viral. I can't. I can't wait to wake up Monday morning and go. Oh crap, man! I got to actually start really, really training for this now. Dang it! Um, I guess I'll give you one last one last grill or chill before we jump into the uh, segment stuff and talk about sports. Uh, grill or chill? You are going to pay attention, gamble, whatever you want to call it, to the rest of the European Premier League season because yesterday Liverpool wrapped up the championship. Um. So here's the thing for me. I am a, uh, I would say lukewarm. I would not say I'm crazy. I'm a lukewarm Tottenham fan. 
Um, cheering for Tottenham's like cheering for Arkansas and SEC oh, yeah. West. It's Ooh. like, you know, they might win a game or so that matters, but not really. Um, but, you know, my main purpose for getting into EPL has been uh, gambling purposes. And so what I will tell you is, uh, yeah, I'll probably watch it here and there and gamble on it. I actually did, for the people, hit a three-way parlay the other day, yeah, or a four-way did. parlay the other day. KT Wiz on the run line, and then uh, Manchester United, Everton, and Wolverhampton money line. So that was a big day. Good for you. Uh, as the hot the hot streak continues, but yeah, I'll probably throw a little down. The truth is, I'm terrible at betting on soccer. Um, but you know, if I'm sitting at home on a Saturday morning and I got nothing going on, it, it, it's a little action. So I, I, I'm 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 grilling that. I'll still watch it a little bit. And, and I watched a little bit yesterday. Uh, saw Chelsea take down Man City, and and it was like I was very really wasn't paying attention that big but like you said i'll i'll grill it for gambling purposes but i really won't pay attention that much so it's kind of more like a halfway grill halfway chill i guess it's more just kind of sitting on the countertop right now it's not really doing anything <laughs> so, there you go there you go so um that's grilling to it presented by dairy queen love dairy queen guys and gals go check them out uh now we're gonna talk about a little some some real sports here uh golf last week Corey, you're electric that's all I have to uh, say about it. Yeah, I mean, Webb Simpson absolutely carried me. Um, I don't know if anybody watched Sunday final round, but he was absolutely unconscious with the putter on the back nine, made some huge putts. Uh, I think 15, 14, 15 was the par five. He hit a three wood that I think went right through the middle of an oak tree. So, like I said, Webb, if you're out there listening, uh, you're welcome because the hot streak put, put your golf ball right through the middle of that tree. Um, and so I'll take full credit for that one. He would make the birdie. Uh, finished strong, 22 under, great tournament. Uh, we cashed him winner, top five, top 10, top 20, top American. Uh, we cashed a couple other top 10, top 20 bets. Um, ended up be- coming out, I think, uh, maybe 30 units on top. Um, got spread a little thin, but I- I- overall, great week. And uh, we're going to try to keep it rolling. This week at the Travelers Championship. So let's get into it a little bit. So the Travelers is at TPC River Highlands. This is right outside of Bristol, Connecticut. So for the ESPN people, they can hopefully get out there and maybe stand at the fence and check it out a little bit. Still no spectators. This is actually the shortest course on the PGA Tour, I believe. Um, And uh, obviously we're recording this after the first round is over. And these guys go low here. Jim Furyk, he ate here a couple years ago. It's a par Mm -hmm. 70. Uh, Mackenzie uh, Hughes, I think, Canadian, boo, uh, shot 10 under uh, to take the first round lead. So he shot 60. Um, but I'll tell you my thinking this week, and you can weigh in a little bit. Uh, I'm kind of going the same route that I did the last two weeks, which is you want a guy who's going to keep it in play. I'm still not buying the whole bomber, hit it 350, cut every corner thing that Bryson's doing. Uh, You want a guy who's going to keep it in play. From what I have seen, the top factors here are that a guy who's been playing well recently, a guy who hits a lot of greens, Mm -hmm. um, and a guy who makes a lot of birdies on par four. So when I look at that, I took that formula into account, and the guys I landed on this week were as follows. I'm going with Xander this week, uh, which he had a good first. I think he's six or seven under. Um, I'm going with Xander this week. I'm going win bet, top five, ten, twenty on him. Xander said – Brooks kept – Xander's at minus, he finished minus two today, so he's at minus nine. Okay. Road, so. so 
So uh, I also – I wanted to go Brooks Kepka, but in, that's a little bit of news. His caddy actually tested positive for COVID after last week at Hilton Head, so he made the decision to withdraw. Uh, so I went a different direction, and I went with his bro, Dustin Johnson. Uh, so I took him win top 5, 10, 20, and top American. Uh, and then the other directions I went, uh, kind of middle-of-the-road guys – I really like Mark Leishman this week. I think he's kind of a horse for the course at TPC River Highlands. He's done well here in the past. I also just kind of have a gut feeling on Jason Day. I think he's going to have a good week as well. Uh, again, win top five, 10, 20 on those guys. And then my long shots for this week. So uh, my long shots are going to be Max Homa. Uh, I took him to win top 10, top 20. Brendan Steele, again, you talk about a horse for the course. This is a guy who does pretty terrible most places, uh, but lights it up in Connecticut. Uh, I got him, I believe, at maybe 100 to 1 to win the tournament. Um, I, oh, actually, I think 150 to 1 to win the tournament. So put a little unit on that. Took him uh, win top 5, 10, 20. Uh, uh, and then a little spray and pray on Max Homa, uh, a little bit on um, – Bo Hostler, who it's looking like is probably going to miss the cut. And then uh, also a little, another little spray and pray. I took Doc Redman to finish top 20, Chris Stroud to finish top 20. And then I dropped a, just a little bit of dust on Patrick Cantley and Jordan Spieth, strictly win bets, just to kind of make back what I had on all the, you know, on everything combined. Um, so that's the direction I went, which is a lot of directions. But yeah. again, my, my big horses this week are going to be Dustin Johnson, uh, Mark Leishman, and uh, Xander Shoffley. So that's who I'm hanging my hat on this week, and we'll kind of see how it goes. Well, Xander's sitting pretty good right now. Again, shot 200 today at minus nine for the tournament, and DJ shot 600 today, so he's minus seven. And then you said nice. uh, Steele actually yeah. shot minus – Steele shot 800 today, so he's, at, he's tied for third at minus nine. So uh, Let's go. You'll see what you, see what you, get, see what you get rocking this far. I'll see if they keep this hot streak going. Uh, but I kind of, and this is kind of away from the tournament because you're, you're the golf expert here. I'm just kind of like the facilitator would let you throw it your way so you can just give the people what they want because they don't give a crap what I have to say. Um, I did, we mentioned earlier, love what the commissioner said. And he was like, look, we're going to have to learn to, to function with this virus because it, if you're going to keep shutting down after somebody tests positive, like we grilled it should earlier, it's just nothing's going to ever get to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Exactly. So, exactly. and I think it's I, I I appreciate I understand some people dropping out. That's their call. Um, but I appreciate them continuing on with the tournament because um, it's just going to be something with that as Americans and as sports enthusiasts and as athletes uh, to learn to live with. Totally agree. And, and I think we're just going to have to truck along. And obviously, if something really bad happens, then, yeah, it's the responsible thing to do. But, I mean, what, we have four positive tests, Nick Watney, uh, Cameron Champ, Brooks Kepka's caddy, and I think one other guy yeah. got test positive. I mean, it's just four guys out of how many people were in Hilton Head last week competing and caddying. So, I mean, you know, I think that it's it, – I think that's within the acceptable risk, as we said earlier. So, hopefully we keep the hot streak going. I'm pumped on Brendan Steele. I, that's that, big time right If there. that MFR goes to the top, we're gonna, <laughs> we, we, we may have to chill out for a couple weeks. Yeah, so, we'll see what to. happens. Uh, continue the hot streak talk. NASCAR last weekend at Talladega had to finish on Monday. Um, and we'll get to the, the non-racing stuff. Uh, but NASCAR, you rolled again. Uh, dude, so Ryan Blaney, if anybody watched the finish to that race, I mean, dude, Eric Almarola finished third going backwards. Uh, Eric Jones crashed at, right at the finish line. Thank God he was a car behind Ryan Blaney, and Ryan Blaney didn't get involved. 
but again, we picked up 13 units on Ryan Blaney. I think we had five or six spread out over some different drivers. Uh, so that was a nice, nice payday for the doc and law again. Uh, I, I feel like Talladega is my home track. So I feel like if I had not gone positive at that track, I would have been really disappointed. Uh, but again, like we said on the pod last week, it's just a grab bag. Yeah. Um, but a, an exciting finish going to Pocono this week. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about Pocono. I'm going to do some reading tonight um, and try to see where I land on my picks for this week. I'm assuming, you know, it's so different than every other track. It's flat. It's only three turns. It's long straightaways. I'm assuming that, it, you know, I, I'm again, I don't, this is not based on any research. So take this with whatever side of the grain of salt you want. Um, I'm assuming that people who do it do well at plate races like Talladega, Daytona, are probably going to do well at Pocono because I would assume that, you know, you're talking about being able to run long straightaways and then hit the brakes and turn a little bit. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll put some work in and see what I can come up with. Um, but the big news of the week, and we obviously don't want to get too hung up on this, but the big news of the week was obviously the Bubba Wallace thing. And yeah. so I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this, and, and I'll weigh in a little bit. But uh, I'm sure everybody knows by now, Bubba Wallace comes out, Thursday or Friday says, hey, somebody hung a noose in my locker or in my yeah. garage. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought it was actually a really cool thing that NASCAR did. And whether it was deserved because it was a real noose or not or what, everybody in the whole garage, every team, every driver, every pit crew, pushed Bubba Wallace's car to the front of pit road on Sun on Monday, excuse me, uh, before the race or Sunday. And uh, And I think it was a really cool display. And I think that what it shows is that in a time where, you know, we're trying to make big changes, right? We're not trying to turn a bass boat here. We're trying to turn a cruise ship. And in a time where a sport that's been, you know, kind of known as being racist is really trying to make a change and, and get rid of the Confederate flag. And honestly telling some of these fans who want that stuff, like, Hey, go find somewhere else. Cause there's no place for you here. Yeah. I think that NASCAR can be applauded, but again, just kind of classic that that loses steam because then they find out that it like it was a, was a noose or wasn't a noose or whatever, but it had been there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't really know what to make of it. Um, but it's kind of turned into a big mess now and people are comparing Bubba Wallace to Juicy Smollett or whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on all this stuff? I think it's more the fact that what, what's upsetting to me is, and I'm all for the unity. I think that's great. And it's, Someone made a comment like that it's great to see that sport come together. And it's typically NASCAR, as you can imagine, has got that that diversity feel to it. But I think that it was – it's one of the things that I'm more – I don't say upset, but more kind of like, oh, man, come on, is the fact that you're going to make those allegations so quick. And it's – if it's been there since 2019, and you're going to just jump the gun and say, okay, it's, it's a noose, go. And it's like, okay, well, why don't we like check our facts first? Because if it's been, if it's a garage door pull, then I don't think we should jump to the conclusion that it is a noose. And yeah. I think that you kind of sit there and you say, hey, this is what was in my garage. I don't really know what it is, but I'd like y'all to investigate it before just coming out blatantly and saying this was in the garage. And let's all let's all lose our minds over the fact that there's a noose in Talladega. And so I think it's more that you – it's the same with, like, anything nowadays is you'd rather check – fact-check things and make sure things are investigated correctly before you jump to conclusions. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened is you just see that people jump to conclusion because this day and age you have 
anything that's in question, everybody jumps to the, it's, it's a racist thing. And before actually, okay, looking at it, breaking it down. And if it was a noose after the investigation, okay, then we can handle this way. Uh, but the fact that you're just going to jump in there and say it's a noose and then you report it's a noose and then FBI comes in and says it's not a noose and we're, you're kind of doing damage control almost. And it's like, uh, man, come on. And, and my biggest thing is someone, and I saw something and I can understand what people are coming from, but it, people were saying the FBI covered this up and I'm like, man, have a little faith in something. And I think you'd like to, Trust me, I'm sure there's some bad FBI agents like we've talked about. There's some bad cops out there and there's some bad doctors. Um, but you'd like to think that the Federal Bureau of Investigations would not just sweep something like this under the rug and they would make sure that they did a thorough investigation and everything was, it came out that this actually was not a noose and it was a garage door pool and we move on. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, a, it, it stinks that it got taken away from a, a cool moment where NASCAR and their racers all or drivers all joined together. Um, but it's, that's, I think that's the day and age we live in. Cause everything's everything that's questionable will be questioned and someone in the news or somebody's going to report that it is this and you're doing damage control or now you're like, okay, so you're actually, you're finding facts out later than that's the first thing you do. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, the last thing I'll say on it is to anybody who is from Alabama or has been to Talladega, the fact that there was a door pull fashioned into a noose was the exact quote from the FBI. The fact that that was in a garage at Talladega should be the least shocking thing that you've ever heard. Yeah. Because guess what? It's Talladega, Alabama. Yeah. And, and whether that was meant for Bubba Wallace or not, the fact that there was a noose hanging up somewhere is not shocking to two dudes from Alabama. Yeah. And, but the truth is it shouldn't take away from exactly like you said, which was a cool moment. I think it was a necessary moment with everything going on in the world. And in fact, there's only one black driver in NASCAR. Um, I think whether there, whether there was a noose or not, I think they should have done what they did and it was cool to do what they did. Um, but either way, uh, you know, tempers are running hot right now. The only thing uh, that's running hotter than people's tempers right now is the Doc and Law uh, Instagram account and the pics we're giving out. And so hopefully we'll be able to find some winners at Pocono and keep things rolling this week. All right, moving to some other things. Uh, MLB this week announced that they will be uh, making a comeback. Again, you said last week you're not going to believe it till they actually sit up there on the field. Uh, I'm kind of with you now. I'm in that camp. And someone did make a great point on Twitter. It was, it was yeah, great. Uh, more like uh, just kind of like an eye roll. It was one of those things like, okay, sure, MLB's agreed to it, whatever. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it <laughs> – it's just kind of a it's just kind of a joke to me that like the owners were willing to literally sink the game. I mean, after what happened, you know, it was kind of cool to get to watch the 1998 uh, Maguire Sosa documentary while all this is going on. But like, they're willing to literally sink the game over like what was it like 30 million dollars a piece of lost revenue in the yeah. difference in the games because the more games they play, the more money they lose. Yeah. And it's just absurd that they're willing to literally, like we said, take a sport outside of the top four in America. Because people people would forget about baseball if they yeah. lose this whole year, and yeah. so we'll see. I think the biggest hurdle they got to clear now is the the health stuff. But they say that training camp's going to start on Wednesday, and they're going to play games on the twenty fourth. But like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Either way, I'm going to be looking for some first five inning uh, run lines overs because yeah. there's no way these pitchers are going to be stretched all the way out. And yeah. that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts on baseball. Uh, Maybe next, maybe next week we'll dive more into baseball, but right now that's all they get. Uh, quickly, soccer, like we mentioned before, uh, EPL, Liverpool's champion. 
Bundesliga has already been decided. Um, nothing really going on there. I think today, for, today they have uh, there's several matches this weekend. I really haven't dove into it, but again, I was over zero and three yesterday, two and three over the weekend. So uh, anyone looking at my picks probably go the exact opposite. <laughs> But that that's soccer talk for the week. Usually we, we talk a little bit more about it. Uh, but sorry, that's all you get this week. With champions being decided, it's tough to even dive into it. Uh, we'll talk real quickly. College football. A bunch of bunch of players are coming out uh, testing positive for COVID. Um, you think this has an impact on the season, or you think they're just keep keep on rolling? I, I mean, you know, it's interesting because it's like if it was going to have an impact on the season, boy, you would really think that it would have already happened. I mean, like I'm, I'm here in, in Greenville, we're close to Clemson. I think Clemson had like 21 players or something yeah. affected. And so you would think that if, if they were going to slow things down or stop things because of positive COVID tests, they would have already done it, but no, they're still down there doing quote unquote voluntary workouts. And, um, you know, I think that overall, uh, you know, you try to, put all this stuff together and, and, you know, it's like we said, it's this acceptable risk comment, like how, how much are you willing to accept? How many tests is, is it going to take? You know, it's like how many legs does it take to get the center of a tootsie roll pop? How many positive tests does it take to get, or does it take one person in the ICU or what, what does it take? I don't know. My thought is they're going to keep going. I think college football of anybody has been bullish on saying, Hey, we're going to keep going. Um, so I don't think it's going to affect it much. Maybe this is just us being optimistic because our, our year rotates around, you know, revolves around college football. But uh, I think they're just going to keep going. I think they will too. And it's a lot of, again, you pop on social media, it's doom and gloom. But uh, you look at uh, the revenue lost from college football and uh, Walt Maddox, who's the mayor of Tuscaloosa, and um, being close to New York, Alabama, we have close ties to it. But – um, he came out and he said, I forget the, the number, but it was a monster number of how much money they would lose if football didn't happen. Uh, and, but you look at Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa is one of those towns, same as Auburn, same as Athens. One of those, those towns, and you're not in big cities, so they're going to lose a ton of money. I think they're, you're going to have, have some people get it. Uh, and, and, again, I was telling somebody this, but these kids, especially here in the South, they're out there conditioning. They're out there working out. And this heat – Man, it is humid as hell. It's humid. It's hot. I think it's more dangerous, and this is me personally, and because we've been through it, I think it's more dangerous out there doing conditioning and running 110s in this heat humidity than the COVID is. Totally I, agree. I think it's, it, that can be more detrimental to, a, to someone's health um, than the COVID virus. So I, I see college football is just going to keep on rolling. Um, again, they're just going to have to learn to – learn to move on with it uh and again we may get something out next week it's just it's kind of a day-to-day thing we just see what see what football has um that being said as quick football talk um Corey you 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 dominated Belmont last week absolutely dominated you you hit the nail on the head and you hit the nail on the head a few weeks ago so this what it wasn't like uh uh this one looks good it was you done your research um so that being said Mahal Bobs, everybody knows and loves them. Guys, guys and gals, next week's the 4th of July. We're all going to be celebrating our great country. Uh, make sure if you're down at the beach, in Orange Beach, Gulf Shores area, you get to Mahal Bobs. Uh, I'm sure uh, they will be ready to rock and roll come the 4th of July weekend. Guys, 4th of July is on a Saturday this year. It's a Saturday. You should be off. You should be enjoying your time with your family, enjoying your freedoms. 
Uh, make sure you get to Bahama Bob's. Enjoy nothing, an American classic, one of their cheeseburgers, as well as one of their uh, tasty drinks. Corey, rock and roll, my man. So, like you said, Tom, I, I called it a few weeks ago. I'm sticking with him as my derby pick. Even before Charlatan and Nadal and all these horses started falling out, I thought Tis the Law was the strongest horse in the field. Um, and so anybody who checked out my, my Belmont, you know, race prediction, what I said was I thought Tap It Win would get loose on the lead early. Um, I think the fact that there were a couple other horses that got put in late um, who could run with him, I thought that that would kind of wear him out because he felt like he needs the lead and the jockey was going to push him to the lead. Obviously, that's exactly what happened. Tap It to Win got loose on the lead early. Pace was quick. It played perfectly into Tis the Law's hands. He, he, you know, he's a lot like a Baffert horse in that he can kind of coast high-end speed early and then finish stronger than the rest of the horses. Um, kind of cool that he's the first horse since like the 1800s, I think 1860-something, to be a New York-bred horse uh, to win the Belmont. Um, and so, obviously, he he won running away, uh, you know, by, I think, six lengths. Uh, so, Tis the Law wins. We hit the win. We also hit the, uh, the place with Dr. Post. We also hit the exacta. We just missed a big exacta with Farmington Road. I think he finished fourth. Um, but obviously the Belmont was a huge race for us. Uh, the Kentucky Derby Labor Day weekend, it's going to be absolutely electric. They announced yesterday that they're going to have fans at the Kentucky Derby. If you watch the Belmont, I think it was really weird that it was so quiet and there's nobody screaming when he's coming down the backstretch and all this stuff. And, you know, no, no big parade in the winter circle when he's done. Um, but, uh, you know, there's going to be some fans at the Kentucky Derby, so I'll add something. I'm going to stick with Tis the Law for the Kentucky Derby, uh, which brings us to our next point, which is a big race this weekend, Tom. Anybody who's paying attention to the ponies knows that some of these horses who ran in Belmont are not going to run in the Kentucky Derby because they don't think they have a shot, and their horse is still trying to get into the Kentucky Derby. So one of the classic Kentucky Derby points races that got pushed back, the Ohio Derby, that thistled down this weekend. That's kind of the biggest race of the weekend. I'm going to give you my prediction. So Storm the Court, who was a huge upset last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he's going to be your favorite. He's a Peter Yurton horse. He's going to be running off the outside, which is fine with him. He's kind of a late closer. Uh, the horse that's going to grab the lead early is a horse called Levda. Haven't seen him in a while. He's an aqueduct horse, uh, kind of runs in New York. Um, but I think he's going to be loose on the lead early. The direction I'm going is this. I think there's going to be some horses pushing early for the lead. I think Dean Martini, which is a long shot, Levda, uh, Jack Daniels, Rowdy Yates. These are all horses on the inside that are going to push the pace. The direction I'm going to go is I'm actually not going to play a uh, win bet on the favorite like last week. I think Storm the Court may win. Uh, so you want to have him in your exactas and tries and your exotics. Uh, and, and your, you know, your your mutual boxes. Uh, but what I'm the direction I'm going to go instead is, uh, I'm actually going to take a long shot to win. I'm going to take Sprawl. This is a Belmont horse. He's had some nice finishes at Gulfstream and uh, Belmont or Ch Ch Churchill Downs in May uh, in some big time races. Ran against Maxfield. Ran, you know, just finished a couple links off the lead in a race with Maxfield uh, earlier in the year. Uh, Sprawl is going off at 15 to 1 on the morning line. So I'm actually going to play a small bet on Sprawl to win. And then I'm going to box in Sprawl with the favorite Storm the Court, uh, a horse South Bend that's going to go off at 8 to 1 on the morning line. I think we're going to get better odds on him. He's kind of a late closer. 
as well as another big uh, number horse, Unrighteous, on the outside. Uh, again, he's another late closure. If you look at Equibase speed figures, uh, he's got the third best top speed figure and average speed figure of everybody in the race, and he's going off at 20 to 1. So again, I'm going to take Sprawl. Uh, he's the sixth horse to win at 15 to 1. And then I'm going to take a Exacta Box on Sprawl, Storm the Court, Unrighteous, and South Bend. That's the 6, the 10, the 13, and the 14. Uh, and that is the Pony Recap this week. Folks, listen to what the doc's saying because he's he's hit the nail on the head several times. Uh, expect him to do the same this weekend. Uh, if you want to make some money, listen. Follow Instagram page. Uh, quickly, before we get out of here, uh, I don't know about the Shea Weber thing anymore because I'm watching the Predators replay. He just hit a slap shot, and I think he just broke some guy's kneecap. So, uh, I don't know if I'm, I mean, social media is bad, but gosh, I don't know if I'm about that anymore. Um, at least if you at least if you break your kneecap, you can get painkillers, which will numb the pain of having to be on social media all day. <laughs> so, so very true. Uh, so, next, uh, next week, we're going to start trying something new. Uh, next week, it's roughly going to be about two months until football is supposed to kick off, or college football it is. So we're going to start doing a, kind of a little preview of what we like, who we like in each uh, conference in college and uh, each division in the NFL. So it should be fun trying to talk a little some – real, some real sports, college football, instead of talking about the COVID virus and uh, the effect on it. So uh, kind of tease that a little bit. Uh, should be fun uh, getting that going every week. And the other thing is, you know, we're, we're an interactive podcast. We want, we want to give the listeners what they want to hear. Like we said, we're versatile. We can go any direction. We cover the whole globe in under an hour. I don't know anybody else doing that out there. Uh, so, you know, hit us up on the Instagram, Doc and the Law Pod. Uh, let us know what you want to hear more of, less of, or honestly, I think everybody listening is in the group text. So just hit us up in the group text and let exactly. us know what you want to hear. Exactly. Um, and uh, we're, 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 here for the, we're here for the people. And hopefully we'll uh, hit some of these golf picks. Hopefully we'll cash the Ohio Derby this weekend. Uh, NASCAR picks will be live on Doc and the Law Pod on Instagram uh, probably Saturday. And uh, let's have a big weekend. This, uh, hey, but I say this. You keep, keep this hot streak going, and we're going to have to expand that group text. Or get, all, get these followers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if, you, if you're out there and you want to be in the Doc and the Law group text, I don't know how we're going to facilitate this because you can't have my number, <laughs> but we'll figure something out because it's out for something. the boys. We're for the boys. And listen, right. Bryson DeChambeau, if you're out there, don't be a little bitch. Come down to Birmingham. Let's right. put some weight on the bar. Let's crank up some death metal and let's bench press some weight. Worst case, we can get some barbecue afterwards. Uh, there you go. There so, you go. All right, folks. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for tuning in this week. Let's catch some tickets. I have done all
Good night.